0: Say you have to swim across a pool underwater. You take a deep breath and dive in and you start swimming. You start out strong. You tell yourself, I'm good, I got this. You swim gracefully across the pool, moving through the water with strength and determination. You can do this. You see the other side and you know you can get there. Each powerful stroke moves you closer to the other side to your end goal. And then halfway across the pool, you start to think, oh my gosh, I'm holding my breath and I'm underwater. What if I run out of air? What if I can't make it across the pool? What if I'm not strong enough? What if I need to breathe? People breathe, I'm not a fish. I don't need to just keep swimming. What the heck was I thinking? The more the air is restricted and not readily available, the more you start to think, "I need it and I need it now." You think about the air more and more, so much that it begins to consume you. It's like, "Oh my gosh, I thought I could do this, but uh, I don't have the air and I need it and I want it, so I just need to. I'm going to. I'm going to the surface right now. I need the air. I'm done." Maybe your body didn't need the air yet, but you convinced yourself in your mind not listening to your body, that you had to stop what you were doing, change course immediately, and go up for air. You let your mind take over. That thought of restriction, of not being able to have access to something immediately when you wanted that access, took over and won. So often when I'm working with health coaching clients, I hear Missy, I think about food all of the time. I think about all of the foods I love that are bad for me. I think about how much I'm eating. I obsess over cookies and coffee drinks. I try not to think about it, but it creeps back in and usually ends up with me feeling crummy and disappointed with my choices and how my mind and body feel. Why can't I just stop thinking about food? That's where we're going today, friends. Let's chat about reasons why we obsess over food and think about it all day, and more importantly, what we can do about it. Hello, friends. It's Missy, and this is my podcast. This is me at 50. Let's chat about what it looks like and feels like to go from your best life in your 40s to an even better life in your 50s while navigating hormones perimenopause and menopause. Let's talk about finding balance over perfection, nourishing your body in the role nutrition plays, healthy movement, who you should surround yourself with and why that matters, anxiety, hot flashes, concentration, focus, sleep, cooking, relationships, and friends, all the things. This is me at 50. Now, before I move on, I want to make sure you're getting all of the best information because I love sharing. As a professional health coach, I'm passionate about educating and providing quality information with the goal of creating a healthier community. Be sure to check out the show notes and sign up for my Authentic Wellness mailing list. This is an awesome resource for recipes, upcoming events, and more great information on ways that you can create that healthy lifestyle you want. Just click on the link to sign up, or you can sign up by visiting my website, authenticwellness.net. And as a bonus, I'll send you an awesome freebie for joining my community of fun. So there's a difference between being full and being satisfied. You have food on the brain. Why? Well, for starters, maybe you're not getting enough to eat of the right stuff. You might think, no, no, I'm eating meals and snacks. But if you're using what the diet culture wants you to believe is enough, you're not actually giving your body enough substance, enough nutrients, enough energy. Maybe you're only thinking about quantity and calories and not enough about quality and nutrients. Think about it this way. Thinking of food is a hunger cue. It's not always just grumblings in your stomach. Thinking about food is kind of your body's way of saying, this is what I need. So I'm going to send you all kinds of thoughts about food. So you give me what I need. Our bodies are really smart. So if you're constantly thinking about food all the time, it might be that you need more food. But there's a difference between being full and being satisfied. There's a difference between hitting a quantity calorie goal and fueling your body with the nutrients it needs or a quality goal. Now you might be thinking, well, I feel full, but I'm still thinking about food, Missy. I still want more food. So here's an example. I hear this all the time. Missy, I discovered cauliflower rice, so I made a huge bowl of it. Look at this huge bowl of healthy goodness. They send me pictures. They get all excited. Look at my beautiful bowl of cauliflower rice, they say. And they eat the bowl of cauliflower rice, and they feel very full and very proud of themselves. And then about 20 minutes later, they find themselves wandering into the kitchen and opening the freezer or the pantry looking for food that Ben and Jerry starts calling their name. And soon it's all they can think about. It's because they're physically full, but they aren't satisfied. Satisfied in the sense of their body doesn't have the macronutrients it needs for energy or for just showing up for life. So they had this awesome bowl of rice cauliflower and their body was like, this is super great. I'm full. But hey, I still need some protein and healthy fats and more calories and actual fuel to function. Your body is saying, I need that, so I'm going to think about it because I need nutrients to function. That's the difference between being full and being satisfied. This is so important. It's not that you're failing or doing something wrong. You're just not listening to your body and giving it what it truly needs. Take that bowl of rice cauliflower and add some shrimp that you sauteed in olive oil and garlic or chicken, steamed edamame or carrots and broccoli, and now you have this bowl that has protein and carbohydrates and healthy fat, and you've given your body wonderful nutrients. You're pouring love and healthy goodness into you. You're fueling your body and satisfying your hunger with nutrients. Diet culture food lacks the substance your body needs. 100 calories of chicken and steamed broccoli looks very different than 100 calories of peanut M&Ms. You also might be eating something you don't really like. And this can be really common when you start introducing new foods or you start to try to eat healthier. You might not know what you like or how to prepare it in an appealing way, So, it can be important to identify, what do you find satisfying about the foods? Is it flavors, textures, color, ingredients, presentation? I love colorful plates of food. Food has an emotional component. It should feel satisfying and there is an enjoyment factor. Once you acknowledge that and find ways to incorporate healthier options that satisfy and fuel your body adequately, it can help you stop thinking about food all the time. Number two, some foods are going to nourish our bodies more, and some foods are going to nourish our souls more, and we deserve both of them. We often label food as good or bad. We put food into camps of, okay, this is the good foods list and this is the bad foods list. And when we deem food as bad, we're actually increasing our brain's reward and motivation for that food. Because we've now created a situation of feeling like we shouldn't have it. It's like telling a five-year-old, hey, don't touch that red button. They're just gonna wanna push that red button. The same thing happens when we label food as good or bad. And then when you actually allow yourself to eat that bad food, that reward and motivation from your brain is actually heightened. So you're going to want to eat more of it. There's a psychological component to it. We've put it off limits. So we're like, oh my gosh, I better get as much as I can now because I'm not usually allowed to eat that food. People do this often before they do like a cleanse or a reset, they have like one last meal or one last supper. It's the last time I'm gonna get this food for a while, so I'm gonna squeeze in as much as I can now before I start my healthy lifestyle tomorrow and I can never have it again. Let's go back to the pool analogy. You're swimming from one end of the pool to the other, totally underwater, and you get to the other end, and in that very first instance, when you come up out of the water, when air is no longer restricted, what happens? You take the biggest deep breath in, the biggest breath you can fill your lungs with. Same thing happens with food that you've deemed bad or something you've restricted yourself from. If you're not allowing yourself to have them again, it's going to be a huge breath in. I'm going to take in a large amount and go overboard while I still can. I haven't had this in forever and I don't know when I'll get it again. So the go big or go home mentality takes over. We need to work on neutralizing food. We need to level the playing field and not give it the moral value of good or bad. Now, this doesn't mean that all food is the same because it's not. It's not the same nutritionally. Satisfaction-wise, it's not. Enjoyment-wise, it's not. Some foods are going to nourish our bodies more and some foods are going to nourish our souls more. And we deserve both of them. When I go to a wedding, I always eat the cake. I refuse to be that person that goes to someone's special day, a day of celebration and love, and passes on the piece of cake because I'm worried about the calories. Nope. Give this girl the huge corner piece with as much frosting as possible. I mean, someone sampled a whole bunch of cakes to find the one that they wanted everyone to enjoy on their special day, and I'm there to celebrate their love. I'm there to celebrate new beginnings and happiness, and one piece of cake will not change the world if I choose to obsess over that cake. I've missed the whole point of the day. Do I eat cake every day? No. But because I know I'm going to enjoy it when I'm there, My mind lets go of the obsession of the sweet treat, and I'm able to fill my heart with all of the happiness of the day. The third reason you might be obsessing over food or can't stop thinking about it is because you might be using it as an emotional crutch. Sometimes I think we put a lot of pressure on the food that we eat to fix a lot of our issues. We put a lot of weight on food to fix these things, and we put food almost on this like pedestal, like it's going to be the ultimate fixer of things. Maybe the constant thinking about food is a way of avoiding thinking about your emotions, stress, anxiety, life situations. Your body begins to use food as the coping mechanism so that it's thinking about food instead of actually handling the things that are in play in your life. Essentially, you have to learn to cope with your emotions. It's important to eat the cookies and eat the cake, but it's so much more than that. To make peace with food in your body. It's about learning not to use food to cope. It's about feeling your feelings. Maybe you're thinking about food as a source of control because you feel everything is out of balance and you need to control something, so you use food as a coping mechanism. Maybe you're one of those people that says, I'm not an emotional eater, but maybe you use food restriction as a form of control. Perhaps you're restricting yourself emotionally because you're trying to control the food as a way to try to control other areas of your life. Finding balance and knowing that food is just simply food. Identifying healthier ways to manage your stress and life, that's the goal. Now, maybe your challenges are clearly one of those three things, or more likely, it's some combination of those three. Life ebbs and flows, as does your relationship and thoughts about food. Be patient with yourself. Give yourself grace in the process. Now it's important to note here that there's a big difference between being excited about food and fixating on food. You should be excited about food. Food is meant to be enjoyed, but there's a difference between being excited about food and fixating on it. It's about finding balance. In my coaching program, we focus a lot on finding balance over perfection. When you know you can allow treats, and at the same time are nourishing your body with wonderful macronutrients, the fixation and the overthinking goes away. You make peace with the food and your body. So instead of focusing on what unhealthy foods do to you, try focusing on what they're doing for you. For example, when cookies call my name, and everyone knows this about me, I'm a sweets girl, I ask myself, What's really going on here? Am I just having a crappy day and trying to numb myself from painful emotions? Am I looking to escape from something that's overwhelming? Or perhaps I'm trying to punish myself for something that I've said or done that I feel bad about. This is a really easy way to start making the connection between my eating and my emotions. Maybe... I didn't sleep well the night before because my mind was on overdrive about something going on in my life and my body is tired. And so my overthinking about sweets stems from my body needing energy or fueling. So instead of going for the coffee or candy or cookies, I think about other ways I can calm my mind, like going for a walk and getting some fresh air, giving my body awesome fuel, like a protein and nutrient-dense meals, and an early to bed night so I can reset and rebalance my body and my brain. The key is to find balance. In my experience, emotional eaters tend to be overdoers in life, always on the go, putting everyone else's needs before their own, never slowing down long enough to catch their breath, let alone make time for themselves and actually having a healthy meal. Stress plays a role in elevated cortisol levels and elevated cortisol levels increases appetite and causes our body to store fat instead of burn it. The more we fuel this vicious cycle of yik, the more we obsess over food and keep emotions tied to it. When you find ways to integrate self-care, you start to move towards balance. When you feel more balanced, you have more energy and no longer crave coffee and chocolates for stamina. When we take time for ourselves, we actually increase our capacity to give to others without turning to food. Now a key element of self-care is changing ingrained habits that are driving your emotions and stress. For years, one of my worst habits was people-pleasing. I lacked self-esteem, and was constantly chasing the girls, the number of likes on social media, the acknowledgement from others. As a people pleaser, I said yes to everything. Sure, I'll chair the committee, happy to host that party. Of course I'll do your job and my job, no problem. I was running around like a crazy person trying to please everyone, and they were never really as pleased as I planned on them being. They didn't seem to actually appreciate my efforts or see all of the time and energy I had put into this thing that I took on. So not only was I burnt out, but I was also kind of resentful. And this created the perfect storm for another I deserve it binge. Changing this habit and learning how to say no when there was already too much on my plate was a game changer. It helped reduce my level of stress, as well as my feelings of hunger and feeding my emotions. Now, the last key to overcoming emotional eating and constantly thinking about food is to surround yourself with a community of like-minded, health-conscious people. Temptations are all around us. Overindulging has become an acceptable pastime that's difficult to curb without support. Finding a community of people that will help keep your mind and body active and moving in healthy ways will help you curb overthinking about food. Now, I have an amazing community on Authentic Wellness, and we would love for you to join in the fun or find your people, people that want the best for you, people that pour into you and love on you and remind you of all of the reasons why you are better, healthier, and amazing. And that's a wrap, my friends. I hope this was a helpful episode for you. If you liked what you heard, I would really appreciate it if you sent it to a friend or shared on your social media. If you think there's something in here that would be helpful for someone else. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, I'd love for you to leave a positive review and rating. Until next time, my friend, I wish you all the best that life has to offer. Make it a great day. Today's episode is sponsored by Plantonic Cafe. Plantonic Cafe is 100% plant based, offering fresh made juices, smoothies, and foods using only organic ingredients. Everything on their menu is dairy and gluten free. Their mission is to provide a safe and comfortable environment for those who suffer from food allergies or sensitivities and to help everyone improve their health to live their best life possible. They are located in downtown Hartford at 46 North Johnson Street and can be found online at plantonic.com.